0: This is the Global Service Associates Podcast, and I'm your host, Andy McCullough. Good morning. Have uh, Oscar Delgado with us today. So uh, good morning, Oscar.
1: Hi, Andy. Good morning. Buenos dias, everyone.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's good to have you. So Oscar, well, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from, your family?
1: Well, um, I'm actually, I'm from Mexico City. I was born, raised in Mexico City. Right now, I live in Massachusetts. Um, I am married, I married in two, 2014. And I have one kid, one year and four months now. His name is Josiah. Uh-huh. And um, pretty much I love tacos. I love uh, good <laughs> conversation,
0: a lot of salsa on everything.
1: right? I love a lot of salsa on everything. But more than that, I think I love I just love people. And one of the things that I, I always have kind of loving is seeing God's doing things in people's lives and one important thing for if you guys want to know more about me I think one important thing is about is you guys to know like um, that uh, I've been like working in ministry and a big important part of that it's also my wife so pretty much that I would say that's the most important things that I have a wife I have a boy and and I'm just so glad to be here
0: yes well it's great to have you I had the opportunity just a week ago to be with Oscar in Costa Rica. We traveled together for a week and maybe we'll touch on some of that on this call. Uh, but just seeing firsthand, he does love people. That's for sure. And uh, I, I don't think Oscar's ever met a stranger uh, mm-hmm. wherever he is, but a little bit of background in the story, Oscar and I's story overlap a little bit. I actually was in Mexico city, Gosh, when was that? That must have been 2006. Cat, yeah. his wife, was on what we called in CREW, STINT, stand for Short-Term International. And she was on a team with two of our members, uh, Steve Bendis and Craig Joring, were leading an effort and that's launched that year called uh, City Focus or Infoque in Mexico City. And we had a national conference of all our worldwide student network directors, which was, if you listen to other podcasts, that's something that Rich Lauderhouse came up with, and um, this was our global effort for the campus ministry. And so, we spent a day going and visiting campuses, and I was placed in a group the cat was leading, and we went to Tech de Monterrey in Mexico City, and. Craig had come up with this idea of you just go on campus and you pray and ask God to lead you to a person of peace who's going to help launch a movement on that campus. And you just trust that God's going to lead you in one day to find someone. And so we had prayed and we had talked to a few people and nothing really happened. And we were about to leave. And I I was the senior person on that group. So I just I just thought, well, I need to be a good example. I so, said, well, let's pray one more time. And so we prayed and we finished praying. And I think Kat saw this guy, started talking to him. It wasn't Oscar, but he told us about Oscar. And maybe maybe if I remember right, he went to church with you, Oscar, or something. He knew you. And uh, Kat got Oscar's contact information. And lo and behold, they fell in love. So, you know.
1: Yeah, that's a great story. And, and I always remind... That one to Andy, and he reminds me that story. But I think that's it, it's perfect. I would just add part of the prayer is like God, show us uh, a man of peace that loves yes. you in campus ministry. But applause would be if he's like a handsome Mexican. <laughs> that tacos. And here I am.
0: <laughs> here you are. Yeah. Here I am. Yeah. No, that's Cat okay. was cat was praying for a husband while well, I was praying for just a person of peace. She was praying for <laughs> a husband
1: of peace yeah i got lucky i I got lucky i I got lucky on that one (laughs) but yeah and i think that's i'm just like as you are telling that story i think that's just a great example of how how it has been my life and ministry Mm. sometimes just you don't have to see the whole picture sometimes you just have to trust that god will lead you and and trust that he has the whole picture of everything and i think that's important reminder as we are talking right now that uh sometimes one thing i feel is like god i want control i want to see the whole picture show me everything but sometimes the greatest things are when we just when we just give one step in faith and being like okay god like i'm just gonna do what i have to do and surprise mm-hmm. me so that's that's a great mm-hmm. story just yeah. thinking about god's faithfulness
0: yeah that's true and it always happens a cat i like your wife i'm like there's so many times she tells the story of how she randomly meets people and it's just like a god moment Connection
1: that's, she makes. that's amazing one thing I said to Kat is I'm going to be talking with Andy but for <laughs> sure you just have that's one thing I always uh, Kat and I for everyone hearing we always do ministry together uh-huh. uh, and one thing I always said is you can you get the week the week half with me but she will come at some point and you guys will love to hear more her perspective which is more accurate than mine in so many things <laughs> but it's just great mm-hmm. it's just great and and that's yeah. awesome hey
0: yeah well tell us a little bit about that so you you and kat are in massachusetts and that's more her hometown right
1: yeah she we are at her hometown in massachusetts uh we start doing uh actually uh anti-trafficking ministry we start our ministry in mexico city uh-huh. uh, And that's like another long story, but um, the last five years, I think like God was moving us into the United States, Mm -hmm. bringing anti-trafficking ministry Mm -hmm. and working as missionaries in the U.S., which people will think, well, uh, pretty much often what we do is we send missionaries outside. But I think... Um, New England I think the U.S. So you're painting from,
0: you're painting churches in Massachusetts right
1: well we're bringing that's what
0: American missionaries have modeled to you right so
1: yeah which I think pretty much our ministry is being like bring the church outside the church bring the okay. church mm. loving those those ones who, who will never bring out you will never find them in church mm. and it's just that you find a lot of brokenness and there's a great place to share the gospel when you talk about human trafficking, when you are mm-hmm. working right. with human trafficking, which is like a really dark, ugly area that still exists in the US. So we moved five years ago here and we start working in our um, communities to bring awareness, but also to start working in, in create services for victims of human trafficking. It's surprising that I I don't have right now the specific number, but in all the New England area, there are less than fifty beds specialized for survivors of human trafficking. Oh, when wow. we talk about safe homes, so uh-huh. so that's a big gap. Like um, as when we were finding how trafficking happens up here in New England, we were surprised to think, oh, we thought like in Mexico there were big challenges, but we found that some of the programs and things that we worked in Mexico, uh-huh. they were like kind of sustainable they were doing great but there was a time to come here and also shine light and bring it in, mm. bring some of that experience so so that's what we've been doing in the last five years here in new england mm-hmm. and and it's been a great experience because we just don't work with <clears throat> i'm sorry okay. we just don't work with uh survivors of human trafficking but being here we've been able to partner with service providers We've been able to to work alongside with law enforcement and uh, healthcare providers, EMS, community leaders, outreach organizations, and we have found that sometimes they also need services. They also need to be loved. They also need to someone to care for them. Uh, and that's just also from experience working with human trafficking. Sometimes you're giving, 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 but at some point mm-hmm. burnout is real. Mm-hmm. And it's a heavy issue that being here in New England, has been a great opportunity for us to find that God has not just called us to, to be there for the victims and survivors, but also God has called us to love and support uh, different members of the anti-trafficking community. So mm-hmm. I think we are called to serve and love. The whole anti-trafficking community in our area hmm. um, and that's been a great experience working with survivor leaders and different service providers here.
0: Yeah, I want—I definitely want to come back to your heart on that because I've, I've seen that firsthand but you know I think of our global service, one of our values is collaboration and maybe you can touch on how did you start to collaborate with these law enforcement and service providers or how how did you just you showed up back in New England cat's hometown how did how did you start to collaborate with
1: with I I think that's a great question that I ask myself because in the last five years sometimes I ended up being like god how I ended up being in this and if it wasn't you I would never be in this place but I would say the first thing behind that right now comes to my mind is just have an attitude of a servant, mm-hmm. sir. Uh, when we came here, we start serving other ministries. We start serving people that we knew that had a, a, a heart for working in anti-trafficking. We start mentoring and we start just showing up and, and volunteering being like, Hey, I'm here. Do you have an event? How can I help? How can I help? Like, even just like set up chairs. How can I help, and serving is how we start getting these connections. I would say one of the, of, I just found, well, one of the law enforcement connections, there are two, two things. The first one, uh, I show up for a fundraising for another ministry. Uh-huh. And I pretty much, I just phone, show up there and it's like, oh, let's support this other ministry. Let's just like, like, like support what they're doing and being there and having food and in an event. Then someone else come and say, hey, come on. I just want to introduce you, this guy, he's the, the, the chief police of a city that we were serving at that time. Uh-huh. And really in five minutes, we just start talking in a phone race. And I think God connected our hearts. I just share a little bit of what I do and, and my my heart for, for seeing like change in the US and talk about uh-huh. a, a little bit about human trafficking. And after that, uh, this chief of police opened a... Uh, the police department in that city in massachusetts and wow. a few a few weeks later we are doing outreach in the middle of the night with with uh officers and detectives wearing street clothes and coming out with us and just even serving coffee in the streets serving food loving people and mm-hmm. because of that then also uh that chief opened a task force and start getting everyone involved and And start kind of like a ball rolling, you know, like starts getting bigger and bigger. So I would say uh, one thing that it's been something in my heart and how I do ministry. I always try to be like, okay, God, I'm not going to be kind of like trying to be nice with everyone, people to love me. I'm just going to love people and serve. Mm -hmm. And God opens the doors. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be a politician. I don't want (laughs) to, I don't want. Kind of my how I approach people is not like how can I get from you, but it's just more yeah. like hey, how can I serve you? But more than that, how can we be friends? Actually, and yeah. and, and I think that's how different things start open up. Also, um, when I moved here in the US, I start uh, helping with with uh, with some work helping uh, the National Human Trafficking Hotline in a report that they were doing on anti-trafficking mm-hmm. uh, massage parlors. And in Latin America, I just start collaborating with them. Mm-hmm. And from there, I just start partnering with, with some of the team. And, and they are start asking me to come up with them. And, and then we start just, uh, they bring me as an expert on Latin America and talk about mm-hmm. culture and the service provider aspect. Mm-hmm. But then also I start becoming a friends with, with my supervisor and they open this new uh, organization that specialized in training law enforcement
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i ended up being with them just traveling all the country and 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 giving my small part on law enforcement trainings but this is other one big thing that i just kind of comes up into my mind like that um working with law enforcement during the trainings i find out i find out in one activity we asked them we have a room of 100 law enforcement and we ask them uh, who is married here and pretty much you have a hundred officers detective investigators and just i would yeah. tell you just five of them raise up their hands and actually one of them is like oh no i'm sorry i just served it. i just got divorced i just forgot that so i realized <laughs> that even all these guys have like tough experiences with their fam- within their own families because right. of the job they're doing right. so that's also a big thing that i realized oh well like here we are Loving survivors, loving victims, but we should love to those ones who are providing services. So yeah, I, I hope that answers a little bit more.
0: No, that that really does, Oscar. Um and it, you were mentioning this training. So you've you said you've traveled around the states. Were you you told me you were in Texas doing a training and there were some people from Denver, I think.
1: Uh is yeah. that one of
0: just one of the opportunities you've had or
1: yeah and that was great because i think sometimes um one thing i've always tried to okay so i'm gonna have i have two ideas here the first one is that (laughs) yeah is that like as doing the ministry that we are doing i think sometimes i have to erase my hard drive of how i used to do church ministry in my two days where I wanted to see the whole thing in one week. Like I want someone to accept Christ. I want that person at the same day to get baptized. I want to be, I want to be like, I want to see everything immediately. But doing anti-trafficking, being out, doing the ministry that we do, we just sometimes have to trust God that we are just planting seeds. Mm -hmm. And we might see the whole result or we just might not see it, but just trust God that we are just contributing one small part. And how this connects with with what you are telling me is that in one of those trainings um, I was invited to be part of, there were um, people from Denver, like the district attorneys from Denver. And it was great to see how because of this training and it was just a small part of me. Also, there were other attorneys, law enforcement training. But because of that training, that swift and change how they were doing different prosecutions and investigations. So mm-hmm. going back and seeing like what this has been happening in Colorado in the Denver area in the anti-trafficking efforts, it's been great because of that. Massage parlors has been closed in Denver. Victims yeah. have been uh-huh. receiving services. And Mm -hmm. traffickers which is also a big thing they have been prosecuted which is a big thing that we always kind of i have is that victims in the u.s they need to be treated as victims and they Mm -hmm. need to receive those services and and it's just great how that small training in waco planted the seed that i might not be a big part of that but just seeing how has been changing how not just services are receiving are, are being treated, or or how, in in people in Denver, like law enforcement in Denver, have been approaching victims, but also how that's been changing how law enforcement is working in Denver. How mm. I, I believe, like I believe, like yeah, change has to come, like in so many ways. Trafficking has so many approaches, mm-hmm. but it should come. I would use the word in a multidisciplinary way, mm. and it's just been great to see how, um, because of this. Uh, things have been changing in the U S and not just in Colorado. I mean, uh, I've been, I've seen this happening in up, even up here in new England, mm-hmm. uh, Texas, Colorado, and other States. And I'm just so proud of being part of what God is doing.
0: Yeah. It's, it's really fun to hear this because knowing some of your story and you didn't, you didn't really get into it, but I know the the transition in, how things ended in Mexico was painful. Uh, yeah, y'all y'all went through some things as a family, even. And um, I mean, it's your story, so I'm not gonna go. In, I'll let you decide if you want to share it. But I, and I, and I know even the ministry you were working with in Mexico, how it ended, and I I just see God's goodness too in that that He's. Brought you to New England and opened these doors and enabled you and Kat to really be effective in bringing about change, not just in New England, like you said, but across yeah. the country.
1: And and I can bring, I can talk a little bit more about that. Uh, actually, I was talking a little bit about that in Costa Rica with the staff yeah. in a staff meeting. And oh, basically, yeah, let, let
0: me, why don't you set <laughs> this up? Because I, sorry.
1: I can't. Yeah, no, go ahead.
0: Well, I think one thing, Oscar, you know, his ministry that you and Cat have, you call it, is it? Tell me. Legacy RE. E. Legacy. I almost said Liberty because I'm thinking New England. Le- Legacy RE. And he, the lot of this issue is there's RE, restoration, uh, rehabilitation, reintegra, these, all these uh, words. But he shared he was sharing with me just his heart for rest and like he's mentioned before these service providers and people who are in are a part of this anti-trafficking issue and 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 then just his heart of being a pastor and so we were meeting with the team of this foundation that my uh non ray integra has been partnering with and so we just started talking about, well, how could we minister to them? So I'm setting it up. So we were meeting with them on, uh, I can't even remember what day. I think it was Thursday of last, not this. Last week. Week. Well, it's a week and a half almost. Yeah.
1: Wow. Crazy.
0: Yeah. I know. But uh, so, so anyway, you were meeting with the staff. It's called Rahab uh, Foundation.
1: Yeah. And, <clears throat> Well, yeah, um, and the idea is like um, going back on what you're saying, how was the transition between Mexico and the U.S.? Yeah. I'm like, this is not, I'm I'm okay talking about that. It's just like, I got this. Um, Well, um, yeah, uh, we met with staff and I have a big heart as I've been talking about. Sometimes we don't see staff working anti-trafficking sometimes and I would tell everyone, most of the staff working anti-trafficking ministry, they are not there because of the money. <laughs> they are not there, like, like sometimes there are days even that I'm saying, God, what am I doing all this? But they are there because God has called them. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes it's easier to, one thing that I always advocate is we, how can we preach about restoration and redemption from survivors we break our staff but we don't give rest to our staff but we overwork our staff so so I have a big heart for the staff and and I was there I, I talk I'm talking to the staff and I feel God is just kind of telling ask telling me to tell them more about my story and how I transition from Mexico to to the US and I won't tell this story I don't want to be this one to be a long long story but back in 2016 doing anti trafficking ministry in Mexico, I'm at the top of the world. Mm -hmm. I'm traveling to, I'm doing a prevention program. I'm traveling to Brazil, Cadiz, traveling to Morocco, winning awards. (laughs) 2016, I'm at the top of the world in ministry. I'm like, this is it. 2017, I'm traveling. Moving from Mexico to New England with anything but just the ashes of my baby boy. We had a baby and died in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Because of that, uh, that changed so many things working with ministry mm-hmm. um, and the ministries we were partnering and working with in Mexico. I think one thing that I still see is that sometimes the success we have kind of put the target on us. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy how sometimes having success success in what you're doing raise up like other people kind of being jealous. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk bad about anyone. But what I I feel to say is that one year ending ending 2016, I'm at the top of the world. Ending mm-hmm. 2017, I'm not even ending like half of yeah kind of yeah Fall of 2017, I'm broke. No cope, no ministry, no baby. And that's the reality of of us working human trafficking. I think sometimes we are just here to tell the great stories. We are Mm -hmm. just here to, to make everyone get excited and hyper about how God show up, how God is doing this great, how this survivor, how this person was rescued, how this person was free. But we forget to tell also. And we forget to think that there's also broken stories within the anti trafficking. Those yeah. ones servicing, there's also brokenness. But also in the middle of the brokenness, I think God wants to make free the survivors of human trafficking, but God and redeem and reintegrate. But I think also God wants to free the this, this service providers, free the staff from issues. God also wants us to experience redemption. Also, God wants mm-hmm. us to experience rest. God wants also us to experience restoration mm-hmm. and I think going through that has given me more empathy towards the people I'm serving with mm-hmm. I can I can I can I cannot tell you I, I understand what you experience because I, I, I have I have never been trafficked or, or labor or sexually exploited. But I know what does it look like to be without, to have broken dreams, to be without hope, to feel like Mm -hmm. everything you have done doesn't, everything you think you were building all of a sudden disappear. I know, I have been there, right. And I like to tell that to staff because also brings hope of how God can bring things from the ashes. Mm -hmm. And and part of the of the of the things I'm learning is dealing with grief, is dealing with with forgiveness is dealing with, with issues that are real. That mm-hmm. sometimes we as service providers, we as, as missionaries, we as staff, we just don't deal with, we just put it in the back. Mm-hmm. And, and I think God used that story to, to have the staff open up. I, I didn't know, like some of the staff, like, actually it's funny. And I'm just want to say this, not funny. It's just interesting that I have this talk with the staff and, uh-huh. and that night the father in law of one of the staff in Costa Rica that I was talking died. That's right. Uh, I didn't know that, but there was another staff guy that he was going through a hard time. Uh, I think if I remember, he and his wife being losing babies and they've been, right. for more than 10 years, trying to get one. Mm-hmm. So I think like, and I, I would say that, like let's just sometimes it's great, and we love to serve the victims and the survivors, but also I think God has given me a heart to to, that my ministry, of course, is for victims, survivor leaders, I work with them, a lot of stuff, but also I think the staff, the missionary, the law enforcement, the nurse, the ER nurse, the EMS guy, they need rest, they need Mm -hmm. redemption, Mm -hmm. they need need restored, to be restored. They yeah. need to have a retreat. <laughs> they have to have sometimes fun. You know, they have sometimes to, and that's one thing we did in Costa Rica with the staff. We went one day for a retreat and it yeah. was great just to see everyone just having fun. And I think that's an important thing. So I think I yeah. touch a lot of different things. I went from all different places, but I, I hope like that's God okay. is using some of these too.
0: No, I to think, I think people everyone. followed up. I probably didn't make things, clear what i was saying and so i think you you shared a lot we we went down there you know and i i kind of had okay i want to do these things it was more i was inviting oscar to come along it was a really great gift to have oscar one because i'm not fluent in spanish by any means and to have oscar there and he just but just having someone in his heart uh as he's expressed here for for the workers um, who are engaged. I mean, and we, it, it really wasn't on my mindset because I've worked with other organizations. I usually think of the survivors and I think of, oh, we want to do a little outing and take some of them on a little outing and, and enjoy nature and, and be restorative to them. And it turned out it was the women that we support and all their staff and volunteers. Came on this outing on that Friday, the next day after Oscar spoke, it was so much fun being around their their staff and and just even them. They were they they said we were so looking forward to this day, and uh, that w- that was a great gift. You're right for them to have that retreat and just get away for a day. And um, but it it was it was fun to watch Oscar's heart. Uh, and and seeing him live out his gifting there. It was a a great opportunity I had to see firsthand, Oscar.
1: And just on that idea, Andy, I hope I'm not like moving far away from that idea, but uh, I have some stories even like sometimes, um, and I I think that's kind of the key thing. Let God surprise us. I just want to mention like doing trainings for service providers, we have found that some of those service providers were survivors of human trafficking.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. Um, I had a training for, for EMS here in Massachusetts. And one of the EMS comment and, and, and said to me that he, what he learned in this training, he went and talked with his, with, with his partner. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the partners are crying and start like being like, "What you're just saying, just open memories in me." And what the, what you are describing the the, part, the EMS partner said is my story. And wow. because of that training, she found, and she's a service provider. She's working with right. Right. other people. she 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 realized that that was her story too she realized that she was a victim of human trafficking too. I also have a survivor leader that that's what happened to her. She was trafficked for so many years, but she never realized she was a victim of human trafficking. Yeah. And once she moved out of of that situation, she was volunteering at church. And being serving and staff at a church, someone talked a little bit more about the issue and that's when she started realizing that also that was her story. Mm-hmm. So also what I want to say to people uh, like that they are not into the anti-trafficking movement is that oftentimes victims of human trafficking, because of trauma, they don't realize that they are victims. Yeah. And I have here in the U.S., I have crossed with these that sometimes you might have some people in staff, some people doing a great job and great service, but you don't know the background stories. Right. And I think God's heart for healing and freedom is for everyone, and right. I, I find just great opportunities to through to see God's freeing people and healing people, even through trainings and serving yeah. uh, service providers.
0: Well, and in we saw that in Costa Rica. I don't even think we realized we were commenting on how we really liked the cook. This is yeah. this older lady, and she had this fun personality. And the, the cook went on on the retreat with us. That was so much fun, you know like usually i hardly ever even talk to the cook you know these when you go to these situations and um and we started to hear her story and how she was trafficked as a young girl and was was it like 50 years
1: for more than 45 years being trafficked and sexual exploited um one thing that just that deep in my heart is like more than 80 times in arrested and in jail <laughs>
0: yeah and, which and touches on what you were talking about they didn't they didn't see her as a victim they saw her as the as the one who was committing the crime rather than the, the customers or the or the person trafficking her.
1: yeah yeah and that's a tragedy most of the time here in the u.s or everyone else most of the time, victims of human trafficking—they—they they get all the shame, all the guilt, all the punishment from society, from law enforcement, yeah. and we don't really uh, put that one on traffickers or even on buyers, you know. Yeah. And I think that's something needs to change, and it's changing here in the U.S., but we should start seeing victims as victims. And
0: well, that—that's what I wanted to touch on. I think for me, Oscar personally, just hearing her story really broke me because here's this woman, she would have been an older woman while she was still in the sex as a sex worker. And, you know, she was addicted to drugs and alcoholic. And I, I just imagine my mom, what if I saw her, what would I think? How would I view her? And yet this ministry and it's how she came about and was (laughs) transformation in her life is, is incredible. But it just made me, it really broke me to think of how did Jesus view uh, these victims? You know, when he encountered, he ate with sinners and prostitutes, you know, or the story in Luke where the woman, he's at Simon's home and she starts to weep and wash his feet with her tears and her hair and and the, the Pharisees says, well, if you knew. What matter this woman was, you wouldn't let her touch you. And you just see Jesus heart um, is very different than mine. And that's what really broke me of like, wow, I need I need renewed. There's another re. I need renewal in my heart and how I see people around me as victims. and how God views them you know how his loving heart toward them you, know, you talk about loving people and serving people and that's what he did right
1: and and i think that's one of the things that i have to keep reminding myself uh just so people have more context i'm from mexico city like we have more than 27 million people we are always on the run and we're always late <laughs> but i don't like to be late well but yeah we're, we're we always late traffic yeah but, And now I live in New England, which pretty much is, I think it's some ways the same where people are moving and you will always have an agenda and you have to do this and that and that. So I think one thing that God has always showing me is that stop, pause, and see things how Jesus see things. Take, maybe take the, not don't take the highway, take the back road. But in that back road, uh, you might not be feeling your agenda, but you will be feeling God's agenda. And that goes back uh, with one story I made, I just want to share of how I move on. I've always been involved in church, growing up in church, in church being a youth pastor. But once, uh, but how I move on, I move from being a youth pastor and doing kind of what people consider regular ministry to working into anti trafficking. I, I think it would be cool maybe for people to, to hear this story. Um, I think it was around 29, 2010. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was still a youth pastor and I went to a training in, in Dallas. And my, my purpose of that, of that conference and that training, it was a conference in Dallas, was how to start doing more groups, sharing the gospel, grow up my church, grow up my youth group, and it was great. it was fabulous, but at the end uh, and it was hosted by these guys from the u k so pretty much most of the speakers they were from the u k but it was in texas this hmm. this conference and and I went there, and at the end of the of the the conference, they said, "Okay, let's come, we're gonna pray for you guys and And I go up in front, I have my eyes my eyes closed. this guy comes and starts praying for me with this uh with this english accent <laughs> uh, calling me mate and all that kind of stuff and and he starts praying and he starts praying saying god i just prayed for this guy to see what you see to hear what you hear and that your heart is where and and that his heart is where your heart is And first i was like uh wrong guy you don't know me really because if you know me you knew that I'm the cool guy at my church. Everyone kind of like back that time. Even they record CDs. It's like I think my CDs sold more when I preach. My CDs sell more than main pastor. So wrong guy. My heart is with God. With my heart is right. But then after that prayer, I realized that I was following my my own agenda, and I was doing I was doing so many things that look good, look holy, look church. But that's, that was not what God heart was. Huh. And because of that, really, literally, I started seeing that God was calling me to, to move from what I was doing and bring my pastor call, bring my ministry into the anti-trafficking field. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we, 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 we are like, I think just it's a reminding that I can come up with an agenda, but asking God, Please, I don't want to be running, but what is your heart? <laughs> Show me today what are you seeing.
0: Yeah,
1: Let me see what you are seeing and what you're hearing and let my heart to be with yours. But that's every day. And I still learning. I'm not saying <laughs> one day, honestly, I just think I just, I just failed. But that's, that's the beauty about God that every day his grace is new. And mm-hmm. even when we are unfaithful, his faithfulness is always so. I'm just so happy to have the God we have. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, Oscar, that's, that's really cool i i so appreciate who you are and and you and cat and like you said you do ministry together i mean think both of you are really special dear to me what I I I can't remember i mean when Josiah was born after knowing the story of how you lost your first son and that was just such a redemptive thing and a miraculous thing.
1: Uh, Josiah, I can't even talk. Josiah means God has healed. And that's what this baby has been for me, mm-hmm. for Kat, and for a lot of people around us. Like, God has, through Josiah, God has been uh, healing our hearts, our lives. and And even just like, even just talking about anti-trafficking, one of the things even getting to know a lot of survivor stories is how there was no father, you know, involved yeah. or like a, a, a healthy father uh, figure in their lives. And, and I'm like, God, like, I just want to, I just want my, to be that, that, that father too. I, I I just want to, to be that person that, that breaks human trafficking, being a good father, being a good yeah. person. Yeah. And I think that sometimes one thing that, that is important to know. Sometimes it's like, oh, I'm not a police officer. I'm not like a social worker. I'm not like a, I'm not like a nurse. How can I help with trafficking? But I think you just be what you call, just be a good person, and that will change. Because if we stop the demand, if people don't buy sex, that will stop. If people don't exploit other people on labor, <clears throat> that will stop. But at the end, I think like the ones who help us. To be a good person is god <laughs> you know mm-hmm. like he's the one who change transfer our lives and it's just i'm such it's such a big privilege also to be your friend andy and wow. and to being part of this community of amazing people serving god and serving jesus in so many different ways that i'm so excited to get to know more from them and and just also hear their stories it's just such a privilege and one other thing i just want to just really mm-hmm. quick uh so people to know, Andy invited me to to go with him to this trip to Costa Rica, and it came on perfect timing. Yeah, and one thing that I was just seeing my pictures of Costa Rica, and I just think I've seen so much green, I've seen so much water, I've seen so much beauty, and I think that was that trip was for me personally. I think I was going sometimes through a dry season, but during this trip, I think God kind of again poor dreams into my heart. Uh kind of like we, we saw a waterfall and we were like and kind <laughs> of like and that reminded me how like there's like a waterfall and a river coming from God's throne, which is a, a throne of justice, you know? Yeah. So so I think even just like seeing those pictures, I think it's just like a a symbol of what God is doing in my heart and putting so many green new things, you know. And I just love it was just a, such a great week. And it's just such great and privileged to be your friend. <laughs>
0: uh, oh, well, thank you, Oscar. I consider it a privilege to be your friend too. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's a blessing to have you as part of our community and uh, just knowing your story and and uh, how God is using you and Kat in, in just amazing ways. And I, I really love your heart. You're your, very much a pastor in how you relate to people and I see that I mean you're friendly anyway a lot of people are friendly or outgoing and have the gift of gab or or something but I think you approach people with that attitude of they're valued and and you want to pastor them and their heart and that's a genuine gift you have
1: uh, I think it's a gift from God and it has been so successful uh, on what we're doing because that helps me to approach uh, at the same level, honestly. I never feel myself better than anyone. Right. But being able to to work and minister victims, survivors, but also traffickers uh, or buyers, you know, and just yeah. just approach them the way like I think Jesus would approach me, not with yeah. stones. <laughs> yeah. But with grace. Yeah. And mercy. But also there is justice, you know? There's also That's justice right. and, and I yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, it's been great visiting with you this morning. I I turned off my video. Y'all don't see the videos. I turned it off because our connection was a little jumpy. Okay. Turn it back on here as I ended. I just um I'm grateful for you, Oscar, and appreciate all you do. And uh, so, um just encouraging. And I think, how would people connect? If they want to know more, you, you said a lot of your work, you've talked about serving, but awareness um, and, and the work you do, how would another member best connect with you? Do you have a website or?
1: Yeah, we have a website, but I would say the best way to connect with us would be through email. Yeah uh you want to get to know more about what we do or different work collaboration you want to invite me to tacos or wherever <laughs> you're up in new england and you want to go and get some some chowder for some reason <laughs> i think the best way would be through uh email uh okay. our email is Oscar at gmail.com and from there let's connect and then i'll get you my cell phone and and we can just always connect and, and do more okay. yeah okay
0: and you have the GSA email, do you?
1: We have also the GSA email, yeah. Yeah, so.
0: Oscar Delgado. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Oscar, it's been a joy. I feel like I've just had this great gift of visiting with you, not only today, but spending time with you and and seeing
1: you serve firsthand. And It was you. great. And I'm so excited because I can't believe I'll see you again soon, like in, in a few weeks.
0: That's right. So Oscar and Kat are coming to attend the Colorado retreat. So um, that's, that's awesome. We're, we're excited to have you come. And, and um, I know those, those who are listening to this who are attending that retreat will get a blessing to get to see you guys and Josiah.
1: Yeah, we will be great. <laughs> I, think, so, I think that also is going to be a great time. And I am just can't wait to, to spend more time with everyone attending. And it's just going to be great. Yeah. Well, thank you.
0: All right, Oscar. Well, we'll, we'll let you go and I hope you have a great day. Please say hi to Kat for me.
1: Well, thank you, Andy. Thank you to everyone listening this, this podcast and you know how to get in touch with me. And hopefully I know that like, thank you so much for all what you do too. I can't wait to hear more also from other members and be encouraged, but thank you so much. It's such been a pleasure for me to talk a little bit more.
0: Okay. This has been the Global Service Associates Podcast. I'm your host and producer, Andy McCullough. Our theme song is Lay It Down by Travis and the Ghost. We hope you catch all our episodes so that we can all better connect as members. Thank you.